This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining Ray and I on Team Business 28. We are live. How are you doing today, Ray? Good, man. I'm about yourself. Excellent. Excellent. We have a great guest today, Lucas. Lucas Canada hey, from... Hey, Lucas. How are you, man? Good. How about you? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Lucas. Thank you for the might be. Yeah, where are you joining from? I'm currently living in France. So oh, cool. It's a, in a little town in the southwest of France, yeah. Nice, man. So team business is worldwide. We're global. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Guests from, <laughs> guests from all over the world. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Lucas, for joining. Uh, just for a brief introduction, um, Lucas is the global team lead at Unicorn Incubator, uh, Unicorn Incubator Accelerator. And he has a large, or I guess you could say a long background in rugby, uh, which is, can't wait to hear about that, man. It's a tough <laughs> sport. But uh, Lucas, before we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. What led you to your position today? Well, um, I think there's a huge connection between uh, sports and business. Uh, and I think that's probably why, or uh, one of the main reasons that brought me here. And also, is, uh, I've been an entrepreneur myself since I, I remember, since I was a kid. And uh, that always uh, had a place in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm from Argentina, actually. So when I was back home, uh, I, I funded a, a catering when I was 18. Then I founded a shoe design shop with my wife a bit later. Um, and then when I came here, that kind of stopped uh, back in 2015 when I, when I had the chance to actually play rugby professionally. It stopped for a while, but then uh, I wanted something more. I, I didn't want just to, to, to rely on rugby alone. And that's why, and that's how. Uh, I kept studying. Uh, at the beginning, I was studying engineering when I was in Argentina. I, couldn't, I could not finish. Uh, when, I, when I flew uh, to France. But then I studied management w when I was here. Uh, so always trying to keep going, right? And uh, looking for, for, for the next thing. And uh, that's how I came to Unicorn and, uh, and the things that we do here since we're always active and uh, exchanging and uh, working with startups and clients from all over the world. I mean, uh, that keeps you uh, energized and uh, passionate. That's, uh, that's just great. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so Ray and I, team business was kind of created as a sports theme. So you're you're the perfect guest to fit in for that because we we feel also there's a huge connection between sports, as Ray and I have sport backgrounds and business. Cool. You know, like you say, like we'll get into this a little later, but maybe dealing with adversity in business and overcoming adversity in sport is is pretty similar. So yeah, hundred percent. So Ray, I'll let you take the next one there. Well, I just wanted to uh, break down a little bit further. Like, what exactly is your role there at the at the uh, Unicorn Incubator? Can you break that down a little for, for us? Yeah, I, I actually wear many hats, uh, but um, 
because I'm the business development director uh, on one side. Uh, so I'm in a lot of the uh, relationships with our clients and uh, with the projects. But I'm also one of the one of the global leaders or all the global leader that currently tries to, with the CEO and the funder, currently uh, tries to put glue to everything that happens inside because uh, we've got clients and, and startups from uh, different places doing different things. We, we're specialized in tech, so we do tech only uh, in terms for the startups that we incubate and accelerate. But then we also work uh, on customer acquisition or digital marketing, uh, SEO campaigns, ASO campaigns, and that we can do all over. And we, we work from startups that are, I would say, just starting or pre-seed seed rounds uh, up to public companies. So we're not limited on that, on that sense. Um, we just take uh, the word startup more the American way. Uh, so we, we usually ask for three things whenever we, we are dealing with a startup. Uh, that's having a proof of concept, a couple of clients, and uh, I would say a proof of investment or, or confidence that uh, you have convinced at least your grandmother that what you're doing is actually uh, something interesting, right? Because if not, how are you going to convince ourselves? Uh, I guess for our audience, I mean, just to break it down even further, uh, what exactly is the uh, sorry, audience can listen to the function of an incubator accelerator? In our case, it's a bit different from what others do. And again, that's a, a little bit of what we usually try to do and what we tell our clients is to you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you need to be different from the others because if not, there's just thousands of people pitching the same thing and then you just don't stand out, right? Sure. So we take case by case uh, differently. So we understand that each startup is at a different phase, at a different stage, uh, with different objectives. And we try to identify uh, how can we add value to what they're doing and how quick. So I mean, there's lots of things that you can do with them. Uh, it's just a matter of identifying if they need customer acquisition, then we'll do a lot of effort into it. If they, they're more focused in the um, investor relationship side, then we'll focus a lot more on that. Maybe it's a, a bit of both, but it's, the good thing is that we, um, we decided that not to work with everyone. So we don't have like big buckets where we fit people in. We just take uh, re a real analysis of who we are working with, and then we just adapt what we can do uh, into that specific project. So is there a certain industry of startups that you look, that you look at, or is it like technologies, tech startups or what, like what's your focus? Yeah, what's your if, focus? We're if we're speaking about, um, incubation and acceleration only so that they really become a part of unicorn. In that case, we do tech only, uh, okay. and we have a, a bit of focus on different sectors that we know the most, I would say. That's uh, AR, VR, AI, um, DeFi, so everything that's uh, yep. decentralized finance. Um, those are the three that we currently have very, very important ones and uh, sports tech. Uh, so those okay. four, I would say, are the, not the priorities, but when it comes to actual startups that we have today, uh, those are the ones. But then, if I don't know a client comes and they just need 
marketing campaign, for instance, then we can do that for, for many different clients. Now, do you guys, uh, is there like a, do people have to apply to be in the incubator? Do you guys go out and find companies that you think uh, might be a good fit or how does it work? Usually they come to us. Uh, okay. We do okay. receive a lot of people, a uh, lot of, lots of decks and the, and how do we filter? How do we pick? It's again, a little bit of the same, yeah. same before. How, why are you different? How, how are you hooking me? Right. It's a great book uh, about that uh, hook points. So you need to be able in three or five seconds, grab my attention so that I can read more about what you're doing. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's so interesting. So <laughs> I need to be honest. I mean, we, we receive so many things uh, every day that most of them, we don't even read them because if they're not catchy enough, right. they end up deleted, right? Yeah, they have to have a good, good elevator pitch, right? Is it yeah. like, do you guys, are your companies, are they global? Do they come from everywhere? Or, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, yeah so we work with US companies We do as well. work, sorry, say again. So you're working with US companies as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, most of our clients come from the US, Canada, and the UK. Okay. Nice, man. Perfect. That's pretty cool. So you have to try, do you travel often to kind of meet, meet these startups or do you do it local, like from a remote location or how does that work? Well, sadly, uh, thanks, thanks to COVID, I mean, traveling has been a bit more complicated lately, but yeah, at, at, at the time we did travel a lot and especially our CEO, I mean, he, he lived in, in the U S for like 25 years. Uh, he traveled, I think 300 days out of, a year so i mean he, he he yeah i mean there's lots of relationships that you need to be doing and that, that's that's one of the things that we we also um, have a nice network of investors for instance with uh, that we can uh whenever it comes uh when, whenever it's important to do so we can bring to table uh whenever we we think there's a good fit cool so you said before, what's what do you mean by tell us a little bit more about sports tech? What is sports tech? That's actually a good one. Well, um, <laughs> currently, for instance, uh, we took I would say we took over our local rugby club okay. here in Sala, okay. which is called Sala Rugby. And uh, at the beginning, I mean, so many things to change, like the name. Uh, I can't even remember the old name because I. It was impossible to know. And there were two important words for us. That's rugby, because that's the sport that we were playing. And then there's Salah, which is the name of the, of the town. And neither were on the name. So then we just, uh, I mean, let's start by the obvious, change the name. Um, so we started from that. And then since we are digital marketers at the, at the end of the day, um, we started working on... Um, on the branding, on the marketing aspect of the club, and not just creating a club, but an actual brand, right. an actual marketing tool that people can identify with and that, that you have leverage to, to promote your sponsors, your partners with it. For instance, we took over uh, Facebook uh, I would say 10 months ago, and uh, from 1,500 followers, we are at more than 140K today. Um, and that's some some stuff that people and partners are looking for. I mean, getting that, your, your, your things distributed, uh, getting those eyeballs. 
And uh, we didn't just stop there, but we uh, lately we've signed uh, over 60 um, TV streaming OTT contracts to get our content diffused all over the world. Because uh, cool, again, we are looking uh, to bring rugby to people uh, yeah. through our, our club. And this, we actually uh, see it as our proof of concept for our big uh, sports uh, platform that we built, uh, which is called Challenger X. Hmm. What it does, it actually brings the benefits and uh, solves the problems that uh, every amateur or semi-professional club is facing every day in terms of image, of branding, of uh, building a community, monetization, sponsorship, equipment uh, to all of the um, clubs out there. Because again, we prove that it works, we've done it ourselves, and then we bring this solution to the world. And that's the idea and it's growing very, very big. Uh, in fact, um, we, we've founded the company uh, not, not a long time ago. I think it was barely what, two months ago. And we expect to be listing in the Acris Exchange in London uh, pretty soon. So we are we're going public with the company pretty quick because uh, we believe there's a huge uh, impact and effort to be done to help the, the other clubs out there because uh, they are all facing the same problems. And uh, we, we have lived through them through the whole year. Uh, there were many, many skeletons in the closets, I would say, that uh, we're not too happy to, to find them. But again... That's why we took it over too, because we knew uh, there were problems and just tackle those problems and solve them and bring a solution that's uh, strong enough to, to help everyone out there. Well, can you break that down a little bit further for us, uh, David? Like how exactly do you help um, scale community membership and engagement via digital and traditional marketing? Well, this, I'd say first thing is start at the bottom, right? At the bottom of the curve. And that's the way we see it. So, our slogan, it's turning Davids into Goliaths. Why? Because we're taking the small teams and we are bringing them to the next level. We are making them look big. First thing, for instance, is uh, if you go to a website of an amateur club, if you go to their social media, if you go, if you try to look for uh, an online store, you'll probably never find it. You'll probably... Uh, see right away that they're an amateur club and not a professional club. But there's no reason that that should happen. I mean, if you take Sarla Rugby, for instance, we are in the fifth division in France. We are a, a small town. I mean, it's only 10,000 10, people living in here. But our website, it's just the same as any professional club. And that it's something everyone can do. And we know how to do it. And we can help you achieve that, that mark. Uh, when it comes to, for instance, social media, we are currently uh, ranked sixth, I think, in terms of following uh, in France, um, even though we are a very small team. And again, that's something you just need to work and work well on it, put some effort and you can get it done. Um, and then when it comes to um, sponsoring, for instance, most of the clubs don't see uh, or don't understand the real way that sponsors are looking for and what they want in exchange for helping the club. So we've created different ways uh, that we can explain, that we can show, that we can 
put in motion to help those club, clubs look, look for those sponsors, uh, but not just asking to participate without giving anything in return. I mean, this needs to be a win-win situation where, where you can actually help each other grow together. That's Many clubs face, face that problem and they don't really understand the power of working together, creating long-term relationships and having a win-win situation where both sides get what they want. Uh, and that's something we work with our teams uh, together, we explain. Then, then there's the, the side of merchandise, for instance. Uh, merchandise and uh, all the equipment. I mean, any club needs uh, jerseys, they need shorts, they need to have a water mag, they need to have uh, an umbrella to sell to their fans. And if you build your community well enough, that, that we help also doing, then that community which sees themselves very close to the club wants to have that uh, that item, wants to be participating in, in, in the club and they want to take part of. So what better way to give them something to buy and to support the club at the same time? Uh, and we have the, uh, the ability, for instance, to supply uh, the clubs with different products. Currently, we have over 30 different products uh, at our online shop. Um, and that's something we can do for them. And also, of course, if you want to sell stuff, but you don't have an online shop today, in 2021, that's a roadblock, right? Because you, you need to be selling. Uh, in any business, if you don't sell anything, at the end of the day, you go bankrupt. That's the end of the story. So you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned, you know, the club where you live. So is it true that, or is it not true, that the size of the market that the club's in has a big dictates the amount of revenue they can make. I mean, yeah, that's a great question. Like, I know that you said you guys can grow your, the community engagement. Uh, you know, you can take these Davids to become Goliaths, but mm -hmm. I know like personally in American sports, you know, and I don't know if these are, these are professional rugby clubs. I assume I don't, I'm not, I'm not real familiar with the rugby leagues where you are. Like, I don't know if there's an NFL and a minor league or, you know, but in our, in here, a lot of the revenue, the amount of revenue a, a, a sport club can make is determined on the size of their market. You know, how many people live there? What are their TV rate? You know, what's their TV uh, contract? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Is that similar there? Or it, I think that that's similar everywhere, not just for clubs. It's for any business. I mean, yeah. your market dictates how much you can sell. But then it's up to you to create that market or to make it bigger. Yeah. I mean, there's no limit, actually. I mean, I can uh, today. I've sent twenty jerseys to uh, United to the United States. Why wouldn't I? If I have fans there that want to buy my stuff, why wouldn't I? Or why wouldn't I develop that market if I know there's fans that can can support the club being there? Yeah, I mean, no, I hear the market. You. No the market is not limited today. With 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 technologies today, we can be anywhere we want. And so that's quickly. true. So, I mean, there's no actual limit because if if that would be the case and we have 10,000 10, people living in Salah, yeah. our community size on Facebook, for instance, it would never go over that amount. And today we are 14 times bigger. 
So, so what, are there other so what are, are there other cities around you or towns? Do they have clubs too? Yeah, here like almost every town here has a club, has a rugby club. Okay, especially in the south, south, southwest of France. So somebody uh, in one of those other towns isn't going to buy your salad jersey, right? Or will depends. they? <laughs> <laughs> probably not our biggest competitor. Uh, probably not. But if we can actually give them stuff that's interesting, why not? Again, for instance, one of I'll bring you one big example. Uh, our biggest uh, rival, I would say, um, our derby, um, their biggest sponsor, we managed to close him with us for this season at a bigger uh, amount that he's giving to his club. He's actually one of the directors of that club. Tell me why. I mean, because what we are offering him to is his, more, yeah, promotion for his, his brand. Exactly. At the end of the day, that's what everyone's looking. I mean, do you want your brand to be seen by twenty-seven people or two million? At the end of the day, if you need to choose. Yeah, so in rugby, the jerseys have the promotions of the sponsors. Kind of like yeah. so like soccer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's same thing. Okay. Then you've got the signs at the stadium. But the thing is, we went a lot further than just that. For instance, we created our own uh, TV uh, station on our our own TV channel, where we control all the traffic. We know who's coming, who's going. We can control also the sponsors that we have in there. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, so you yeah. guys are really thinking big picture. And this is all inside the incubator, right? Even these clubs, they they, they join inside the incubator to accelerate the clubs. Their... The clubs join into Challenger X. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I got you. Now. We've actually signed a couple mm -hmm. of uh first clients and we we are in currently in a in a, doing an agreement with a with a very big um platform that's gonna be working with us. Probably in the next uh, three to six months, we will have at least 100 clubs. That's oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. many clubs are there in Europe? It's infinite. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm serious. <laughs> I think I think if you see just Germany in terms of uh, soccer clubs, I think there's more than 100,000. Wow. I think so. Yeah, that, I mean, That's it's amazing. just, I mean, because we don't, we don't go for the professional clubs. I mean, if I... they come, yeah, why not? But we are actually trying to help the small ones because there's lots, a lot more to do for them uh, than, than for bigger ones. And, the, and to get the big ones, you know, it, it just takes longer. Yeah, everyone's going for the big uh, ones. Yeah. You guys want to grab the, the – so, the, so they're not professional clubs, the smaller ones? Like are uh, there, Most of them not. Are the players paid or, or no? Well, that's what you called in here, semi-professionals. Uh, there are mm -hmm. many, I would say, but most of them have a job on the side. Okay, I got you. It's both, both, both sides, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I mean, so and then you know, in that case, you're basically marketing the club obviously more than the actual players because obviously, in the bigger clubs or professional clubs, they're marketing the hell out of the players because you know they're highly they're on contract and whatnot, right? Yeah, the player, yeah, the star yeah. players and the yeah. 
yeah, but then if you because when we 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 had that discussion too in, internally because we built our uh, marketing brand before our actual rugby team, and we did that on purpose because. It's a bit of a chicken and the egg story, but where you, we believe the, the eggs come first, right? So we built the marketing brand to give us the power to build our team afterwards once we have the means. Because we have the, the objective to go to the pro divisions uh, in the next five to seven years. But to get there, it's not just an idea. You need to have a proof of concept. And I come back to business, which this relationship is endless. And you need to be able to prove and to get the means to get there. I mean, if you just want to get something, but you don't do what it takes, it's usually hard to yeah. get there. So what has the sport of rugby taught you about overcoming adversity? Well, I would say a lot. Uh, we, we are faced with challenges and adversity every, every single day. Uh, people that are trying to beat you, people that are trying to tackle tackling you on the field, uh, injuries, uh, other players taking your spot. I mean, you, you name it. It's lots of adversities everywhere. But I think it's just a matter of how, how do you take those and uh, how do you learn uh, what do you take from that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's just life, right? We, we are facing adversity every single day. We need to uh, find a way to, to, to overcome that, to fix the problems that you have, and just to, to become a better person. And but you, yeah, uh, I'd say one of the best things uh, is the mentality that sports gave me. That winning mentality. Uh, that no matter what, I know uh, what I want to do. Uh, what do I want to, to reach? What are your goals, your dreams, your objectives, and uh, how to get there? Uh, having that focus and that resilience that can push you further down the line. And in order to, you, know, you need to be able to take a punch and stand back up because that's part of the game. You need to be able to push further. Uh, there's always a little bit extra that you can give that can make a difference. Well, it's up to you to do it or not. And that that same thing happens uh, in business, in life, in whatever. I mean, there's, we've always been in a situation where uh, we were asked or we had to do a bit more than what we were supposed to do. And I think we all kind of uh, eventually did it or not. And we, we saw the results too. And then, well, next time you're probably think it twice and get going. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's never easy, right? Uh, whether you're playing a sport and competing against others that want to be better than you or in business where everybody wants to be the best, you know? Uh, yeah. As I say, anything worth doing isn't easy. That's right. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. Got to find ways to be better. So – yeah. Cool, man. Uh, I think one of one, Oh, you go ahead. What? Yeah, I think one of the most important things that I always say is that you you need to be doing what you're passionate about. So for me, that that helped in every sense because uh, 
uh, I'm passionate about rugby and passionate about business. So I'm doing both my passions, both at the same time. And uh, I followed my dream, right? I was in Argentina. I wanted to become a professional player. And then when I had the opportunity to come to France and, and fulfill my dream, I did it. And that makes everything easier because if you're doing something that you don't really like, that you don't have the energy to do it, eventually you will just lay off. You will just drop drop your arms and, and don't keep going. And uh, doing what we do is not easy. People should know that. Uh, nothing comes for free. Uh, so you need to be able to roll up your sleeves and get to work get your hands dirty a little bit and uh, get into work, right? And that's that, that's what makes a difference. That's right, man. Couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. So, uh, Lucas, what type of connections, you know, for our audience, uh, who are you looking to connect with? Who can we introduce you to? Uh, and how, do, and they how do they get in touch with you? Exactly. How do they can get in touch? That's easy. Uh, they can just go to my LinkedIn profile. Uh, that's pretty much the, the easiest way to get in touch. Then connections means so much, so many things to do, so many connections, so many synergies. There's, yep. if, if we're looking, uh, for instance, into Challenger X, which is our uh, key project today, uh, we have two sides. So we have uh, investors on one side, or because uh, we are working on our IPO uh, to, to go in public. And on the other hand, we are also looking for all of the clubs out there that need a, need some help uh, to, jo to joining uh, our program, our platform. So I mean, in both cases they'll, they'll they'll be welcome. Excellent. So you guys heard Challenger X, uh, Lucas. He's on LinkedIn. You know, look him up. Uh, they're looking for both sides of the platform. They're looking for investors. Uh, they're also looking for clubs to join. Uh, and then, of course, look up the Uni Unicorn Incubator Accelerator. Uh, I found that business information on LinkedIn also. Uh, Lucas has it on his profile. And Lucas, we uh, thank you very much for joining, man. Anything uh, you want to leave us with or before we... Uh... No, guys, it's me that thank you for the opportunity to be here. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you for showing up today. Yeah, thanks for your insight, man. Yeah, that was, We, we that enjoyed great. it. Thanks, and uh, to our audience, thanks for watching another segment of Team Business. We will see you next time. Thank you, guys. Remember, support local business.